Many years ago, when the planet Krypton, home of a race of supermen, exploded in space, the sole survivor was an infant boy who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Today, that boy, grown to manhood, is known as Superman. To better aid him in his never-ending fight against the forces of evil, he masquerades as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. No one is aware that Kent is Superman, valiant defender of truth, justice, and the American way. Silver Scream Superman This is Silver Scream Superman I'll watch every feature That's starring that creature From the planet Krypton Even the one with John Cryer Super friends, and welcome back to Geek Mentality. It's been a while, a little over a month, I think, since you've last heard me. Um, April was a bit of a crazy month, uh, so there was really no uh, time to start watching the Superman movies. But I'm here, and uh, I figure, why not spend May getting started watching as many Superman movies as I can... Because we know in June, that's going to go on pause for the old uh, movie month. But um, then we could pick it up again in July if I don't uh, get everything done in May. Who knows? We'll see. May just started. And uh, today officially is May the 4th, so happy Star Wars Day. Uh, May the 4th be with you. All that extra nerdy stuff. Ooh, lightsabers and Jedis and Yodas. Ooh. Um, anyway, I'm not here to talk about Star Wars. I'm here to talk about Superman. But when you think I'm going to watch the first Superman movie, you think, oh, cool. Chris Reeve, uh, uh, Gene Hackman. Um, um, what's this guy there? The, uh, the you know, Mr. He goes, Mr. Luthor. Why can't I think of, of, you know, squeal like a pig guy? I can't think of his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, he was in, uh, I was going to say he was in Stroker Ace. I think he was. I can't think of his stupid name. Anyway, again, has nothing to do with the movie we're talking about today because the 1978 movie, um, Superman the Movie, is not the first Superman feature film. No, 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 my friends. Just like uh, when we did the big screen Batman, there was a feature, quote unquote, feature film of the old George Reeves Superman show uh, that was released kind of as a kickstart to try to get people interested and to make 
a Superman program. And that's exactly what it did. So in 1951, you know, they already had uh, these serials with Kirk Allen as Superman, much like they had those old serials of Batman. So technically, George Reeves is not the first Superman on the big screen, but this is feature film stuff. So um, I don't want to watch the serials and I or at least I don't want to talk about them. Maybe someday I'll watch them just for historical sake. I am reading all the old uh, action comics for the same historical, um, you know, feel. And I'm also doing my own podcast on them. Check that out at Reaction Comics on Instagram. And uh, you'll, you can find it at the website. You know the website, fans.experts.com. Um, but what was funny is I just did an episode of that the other day, and it dealt with Superman and an oil rig. Uh, and though the story is completely different, that was from 1939, this is from 1951. It just was funny seeing um, this kind of Superman and, and, and Clark Kent at an oil refinery. Now, I say this is a feature film, and I mean this in the least, uh, like in the, 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 the slimmest way possible. This movie is 58 minutes long, okay? It, is, it actually ended up turning into, I think, the season finale for the first season of The Adventures of Superman. They turned it into a two-parter. But um, and this this story is about as thin as the uh, Superman costume that George Reeves is wearing. I think he's 37 when he is um, Superman. He already looks like super middle aged man. I know the I think the joke was he was supposed to have a bit of a a bit of a gunt, uh, you know, a bit of a belly. But I he didn't like body wise. He seemed okay, and you see him. As Clark Kent, it's very, like, familiar. You know, you've seen that face, seen that look. I've seen this before. I watched this years ago. Um, but I uh, just, as Superman, he's just, it's not like he's doughy or anything. He's just got that old-fashioned strongman look where, you know, they all kind of looked a little soft. Um, yeah. So George Reeves, of course, plays Superman Clark Kent and uh, Lois Lane is in this, and Lois Lane has like a, a, a funny moment that um, reminds me of Lois in the comic where she's just stone cold. Uh, but in, in this, Lois Lane is played by Phyllis Coates. Phyllis Coates, it looks like, went on to play Lois Lane in the first season of The Adventures of Superman and then was replaced by Noelle uh, Neal, I believe is her name, who went on to be, you know, like the well-known Lois Lane from the TV show. Uh, but this is a pretty slim storyline. I mean, it's very basic, and it is very, um, like, it is, I don't want to say, like, otherworldly, supernatural. Not, I don't know if it's supernatural. It's sort of supernatural. Um, it's much more fantasy than you'd get in the early comics. The early comics, Superman deals with, like, um, people trying to cheat out of a football game, uh, people who don't drive safe, uh, insurance, like scams, stock scams. Um, he beat up a town because of the, the town uh, is where some young ruffians were being taken advantage of and being used to do crimes. Uh, lot, lots of just like real, not, not like just real basic criminal stuff, you know, that you'd see happening every day. Realistic stuff. Um, 
like he broke into a he he got himself arrested so he could go to a prison and 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 like see the atrocities going on there. But here, they're they're um, they just kind of stumble upon something happening. Superman and Lois are brought in to a uh, this oil field by a PR man who's there, I guess, to get a big story on this the the deepest dug um, like. The deepest drilled hole ever in the earth. What is it? Thirty? Did it say three thousand feet down, or thirty thousand? Three thousand? I think they said whatever they said. It was six miles down. I watched it this morning. All right. And what do you want to do? What do you want to do? So they said it was six miles down, the deepest they've ever gone. But right at the beginning, uh, they like we see the guys in the oil field, and they're like getting rid of stuff. They're closing the oil field down. They're taking all their equipment and they're burying it. And we're like, what's going on? Super, and uh, Clark and Lois show up. They're like, we're here to see the, the biggest, deepest drill ever. What's, why, why is everything closing down? Sorry, you don't have a story. Clark's like, maybe there is a story here after all. It turns out that they, are, that they dug so deep into the earth that it just hit space. Like they stopped digging and it just hit open air. And they're like, the center of the earth? Yes. We, the center of the earth is hollow. It's like, it must be. And the like the guy who was doing the drilling took samples. And when you shut the lights off, the soil samples, the soil samples uh, glow in the dark. So, oh my God, it's radiation. Maybe it's just phosphorescence, I think is what Clark thought. And, um, but they look under a microscope and there's like something moving. Whatever it is, it's alive. Meaning there's life down there. Meaning there could be something else down there. And what's down there? Little people. Little men. One of these guys was born in the 1800s. That's how old this movie is. Just for like, you know, little men, little people. Um, that they stuck a bald cap on with kind of a big head. They gave him some fur and they put him in a black like leotard. Like black lycra bodysuit. And we see these guys, so they close the oil down, but there's this old fellow there, the, the watchman. He watches the oil field, and he's eating his oranges at night, and we see these two little men come out of the, uh, this hole this, like, that was, the drill was taken out of. They crawl out of the hole, they look in the window. Next day, we see that this old dude is dead. What was funny to me is that Clark and Lois show up the next morning because they want to see what's going on there. And they see that a door is open by, like, where the watchman was. And they're like, um, Clark, Clark says, Great Scott! Like, he's Doc Brown. And, like, what's, like, I don't understand why he was so upset or, like, so alarmed that a door was open. Wow. But they go inside and they find uh, the old dude dead. And... They're like, he must have had a heart attack. And Lois doesn't give a shit. She's like, well, I mean, that's too bad. Like, shouldn't we call the coroner? He's like, you know what? Or maybe she's like, yeah, maybe we should call the coroner. Well, there's nothing we could do now. And Clark's like, you know what? Let's um, let's call the, the guy. Like, they call the PR guy. So there's this dude here who is dead. Who knows? Maybe he's maybe he's like clinging on to life. They don't. There's no CPR. There's nothing. I mean, this is 1951. I don't even know what's if that's available, or if that's not available. I don't even know if they know what that is. Um, but they totally don't care. They're like, let's call the PR guy, get him down here, see what's going on. So they bring him down, and they're trying to figure out what it was, what's going on. While 
Clark goes out to meet him. I think Lois stays with the corpse, I believe. And the two Molemans stick their head in the window. She screams. They come back. She's saying, these little furry guys, they have, oh, she says, they have the bodies of moles. They did not. They were just tiny men with big mask, like heads, giant foreheads, and like furry eyebrows. They had the body of moles. I think they had fur in their hands. I don't know. But they did not have the body of moles. Uh, They almost like, you know that Charlie on Sunny when he wears that giant green suit? He's green man. Picture that in black, but now but the heads are cut off. Like, you know, a black bodysuit. So the rest of the movie is basically th- these two mole men. It's, it's Superman and the mole men. Not Superman versus the mole men. Superman meet the mole men. Superman and the mole men. Um, these two mole men are just kind of running now. And we get the rest of the movies like the angry mob trying to, trying to um, get these two creatures uh, they they sneak into a, a a little girl's room, and they end up playing with her. Uh, but then, like the little girl sees the ball is glowing. It's it's got um because it's got some radioactiveness. So the big thing is these things are radioactive. Don't go near them. The mother comes in, sees the kid playing with these two tiny little creatures. She freaks out. The mob is like they they went after a little girl. And Clark's like we don't know that. I think it took about 20 minutes for Clark to actually show up. I, I, oh, I took a few notes this morning. What do you know? Um, he, oh yeah, I said they're not really shocked by the dead body. Uh, the, the moment are afraid of a snake. I don't know why I wrote that down. Uh, we see Clark, they're just, as, they're just scared. Like, how does he know this? How does Clark know they're just scared? Uh, yeah, 24 minutes and 30 seconds is the first time that Superman shows up. Uh, at one point, the mob is like, we got to find them. And they let, put a searchlight on this dam. Now, there's a dam, and they show these two mole men going back and forth, back and forth. And the spotlight trying to get them, and it reminded me of Airplane 2 and Strikers trying to break out of the, uh, the hospital. And we see the love boat theme being played. I don't know why that struck me, but... And they're going back and forth, and then you hear a gunshot, and it hits one of them, and he goes, ah, like like the Wilhelm's kind of scream, falls off the the uh, the falls off the dam, and Superman sw- swoops in and saves it, catches it, and it was very much like I mean this is 1951. It looked like that was animated, like a quick cartoon shot. Um, I think when Superman's showing up saying, you're not going to shoot them, and they go to fight him, he bends one guy's gun. I mean, look, the details aren't that important. I watched it, okay? I did, I swear. Uh, but it was just little funny things like that. At one point, um, you know, Clark goes, he leaves. And he's, Lois goes, he's scared to death. It's pitiful. I just love, it reminds me of the comic book. Like, she just... Completely does not like Clark at all. He's just a pitiful loser. Superman shows up. She's like, Superman, oh, thank goodness you can help us. Superman believes these people, are ju- they're, they're just scared and they don't know what's going on. Um, he brings one of them to the hospital and the head of the hospital doesn't want anyone to work on it. He says, you got to get out of here. But the doctor is like, you know what, we can we can do this. And they have we have radioactive gloves or whatever. And Clark's like, I'll help. And they go to do surgery on this little dude. Uh, meanwhile, the other guy, the other little mole man slips away, goes back into his hole, comes back with two other mole men and a giant g- 
gun, I guess, laser. I mean, this thing was ridiculously too big for them to hold. It looked kind of like an air tank that you'd go with scuba or like you'd fill up balloons with. Like it, it did not look like something that should be carried. But they come out and they did shoot like the, the head of the angry mob. They shot him. Superman stood in the way. And then they made this hand signal, which Superman completely understood as go get the, our friend, bring him back and um, we'll leave, which is what happened. They go get the, the little guy and Superman brings them back. They go back in the hole. They blow up the oil tank and you never hear from them again. They're, and Lois goes, it's almost like they're saying you live your life. And we'll live ours, which, again, makes no sense. I do like at one point, they, they spent a lot of time, you know, this movie is 58 minutes. It easily could have been cut down to by 10 minutes. So I, whatever they did to make the two episodes, they I read something where it cut down part of the chase. Yeah, you could cut down the chase a lot. Like it shows people going, hey, there it is over there. And then we see just a shot of it running. And then we see one point it's running, it stops, it looks around, it keeps running. It looks up, oh, and it keeps running. And then it goes into a shed, and these, these three guys are like, come on, let's burn the shed down. I mean, who knows whose shed that is, but they go to burn it down. And we just see flame, like the real flame, and then little flame inside because they're not really burning a, a, a mole man. And then more flame outside. Like this thing is caught up, this thing is in, on fire, engulfed. And inside, the thing's like, where do I go? Sticks his head up the window, a gunshot. He pulls off the bottom and high, and runs and, and goes under the shed and escapes that way. Um, that's when it goes back to the hole and gets its recruits and its giant stupid gun. This is a television episode. That's all it really... I mean, 58 minutes, calling this a feature. Imagine, I guess, getting to see Superman... Uh, on the screen, it's cool for people. They're probably like, where the hell is that guy we used to see? Um, the effects of the, the cartoon was kind of bad, but they did a couple of shots that I thought were cool. At one point, George Reeves kind of like push, jumps up, and it, I don't know how they got the angle or if he was attached to wires or ropes or something. It looked pretty good. And then they did a shot where it was easy, it was supposed to be like Superman, your, the perspective of him like flying overhead and you see people um you know they, it goes over the mob it goes over a building and i mean this is 1951 so i'm thinking how did, did they do that did they have it on a track i don't think they had a helicopter maybe they had a helicopter maybe they had a low-flying helicopter i mean it is the 50s there were helicopters so there is that possibility um but that that was i don't i want to say it's impressive but it was uh it was cool to see you know, anytime you see something in these old movies and you think, how did they do that? I, I like trying to figure out or I like finding out how they did it. I mean, nowadays you can do anything anywhere and it doesn't like nothing. It's the only thing that's impressive in special effects is when you don't know it's special effects now because or, you know, how real can you make something look? That's about it because you can do anything. Um, so seeing it in the 50s was, you know. It was those two shots were the thing that stood out to me. They definitely burned a shed. I'm sure that was safe. Um, and like, there was this dude who, one, like the head of the angry mob, went to uh, like pull his gun on the police. It's like you, you're gonna let me go after these these little creatures. Like there was some, you know, goofiness. It it had this the air of Frankenstein, you know, the mob going after the unknown. That's really what it is it's 
And it, it, I don't know if it was like a metaphor today of someone not understanding something, being afraid of something, and therefore being angry about it. And a group of people all get together and, and they believe each other and they believe they're in danger. So they all freak out together. Ladies and gentlemen, that's called the Internet. That's what this movie, this movie ends up being a, 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 a um, foreshadowing of what we call the Internet, my friends. That's it. I, I, I have no, uh, I can't do a, an hour episode on a 58-minute movie. It's just, there's, there's not much to it. You know, someday it would be cool to go back and watch the original, um, the George Reeves show, and uh, see, uh, just, just kind of, just to have everything in the Superman uh, history uh, somewhere in my brain. I have this in my brain now, and um, I hope it, I hope I don't know what I, I have no idea what I was going to say, except it's in my brain now, and it's probably going to be there for a long time. But this is only the first, the first of many, 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 many Superman movies that we'll be talking about. Not as many as the Batman movies; there just aren't. Um, but there will be crossover. There will be movies that I already talked about. And those episodes will probably be shorter. Um, there will be a four-hour episode, a four-hour movie that I'll be watching again. Um, but uh, that's because I like watching movies. And I like Superman a lot. Uh, and that's it, my friends. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing. Thank you guys for supporting uh, Marching McFly. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait to do it again next year. And again... In June, we'll be back doing 30 movies, 30 podcasts in 30 days. I already know 100% what day mo- movie one is for day one. Uh, after that, you know, there's the flexibility. There's definitely a list of movies that I'm going to be watching. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. So until then, my friends, well, actually not until then, because you're going to be hearing from me soon. Next time you hear from me will be uh, our good old friend, Chris Reeve. But until then, my friends, stay super, uh, stay awesome, and here is my theme song this is my podcast i made it geek mentality is what i named it and i think you should listen and subscribe because i'm kind of funny and awesome i think that i'm worth your time and i'm kind of handsome my mom says please listen and please subscribe at least listen to this episode That's not experts